0: Hey guys.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to You Had Your Chance. Uh, this is the podcast where we bring on people from the entertainment industry who have always wanted to see classic film, but have never gotten around to it.
0: Yeah, a movie that's been around for a long time mm-hmm. and they had their chance to see it and we, we forced them to. We forced them and we forced ourselves. And today we have a fantastic guest, performer, filmmaker, everything extraordinaire, Julie Charvet.
2: Hello. Hi. Hello,
0: Julie. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So happy to have you. How about uh, we hear about who you are, where you're from, what, what you're up to, what your involvement with the film industry is?
2: Okay, yeah. Well, uh, so I'm a filmmaker. I uh, grew up in New York City in uh, the Greenwich Village, Lower East Side. And then I moved out to L.A. about three years ago when I made a feature called Moved. That's on Amazon. <laughs> that is crazy.
0: That is big time stuff. Yeah. And it's it was- a just a spoiler for that one, even though it's only been around a couple years, so you still have a chance to see it, but it's one shot.
2: Yeah, it's an 86-minute unedited take. It's all shot in one take in real time. That is it's crazy. Bananas.
1: Thanks. Yeah. Wait a second. So, <laughs> <laughs> how much? T- t- this is a single take thing. Mm-hmm. Where there weren't any trickery. There wasn't any like Alfonso Cuaron trickery about this. No. Unreal. Mm-mm. Did you? Was there a lot of camera movement?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We choreographed it. We blocked it like a play with the cinematographer, and so we had all the. We shot it six times.
0: Six. Times. Six times. I was gonna ask. Six yeah. times yeah. over one day, or no,
2: over like uh, over like a week or so. Wow. Over like four days with, uh, three of those days we did. Yeah, we did like uh, two takes in three days, and then half a take that got shut down.
1: Did any of it get screwed up in the last like five minutes? Ooh, yes. That is. <laughs> whoa. Oh, my God, that would. Oh, yeah. I, that that alone would drive me to yeah. abandon the
0: project. <laughs> when you watch it now are there moments where you're like, "Ah, we should have used the other take?" Or is it like,
2: "No, it is by far the best take because it is our last take." Oh wow. <laughs> and when you ended that yeah. take
1: where you just like, "Yeah," like did you like yeah. feel like you nailed it and got it?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, it was like, "Sound check sounds good. Great. Uh, did we get it? Yes. Are we out of money? Yes. Great. That's Great. a wrap." Ah, oh, that feels
0: <laughs> but good. But I I watched it this week and it's fantastic. And oh, there's a lot nice. of like stage combat and there's a lot mm-hmm. of like how yeah. thrown glassware yeah. and such which i'm amazed that no crew person got nailed in the head or like walked on glass the entire time Did you use
1: that? breakaway like yeah. like fake stuff man every time i've used that stuff it breaks when i hold it in my hand like i have run so many takes with this and those things are expensive those yeah like fake it's like we glass. Also glucose has, like, yeah
2: glasses oh we had like blood packs yeah it was like a whole thing oh my God. yeah it was super fun and really hard wow um, and also you realize after making a film like that like uh how steep the curve is to making a real film <laughs> like, yeah. a, like a film with editing and yeah it's a cut that, yeah that's yeah. true the editing process probably yeah was i mean simple. it's great
0: it's just input
1: it's a great film export. for
2: like a raw crazy indie film and then uh Yeah, and then we got distributed, and and now we're, now, uh, you know, on to the next.
1: Now, yeah. The next, the next, this is going to be no takes, this next one. Yeah. You're going to keep going even more.
2: (laughs) Yeah, just like roll. How how best to (laughs) top one Do it live in theaters each time. Fuck it, do it live. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um. So, and you also have a couple shorts. Yeah. Uh, Oh,
2: gosh, yeah. This has been like a crazy couple weeks, actually. I have uh, a short that we just screened. A couple weeks ago is the part of the broad broad humor film fest out in LA and um I have a screenplay that's a finalist there and uh some other cool things got a show in development through one of those one of those uh you know let's help ladies programs (laughs) (laughs) one of those and uh yeah so it's all uh, it's all coming together congrats Congrats! yeah
0: Let's just get to it. Let's yeah. get to the the reason why we're all here. <laughs> and the uh, reason why are you are you a film lover? I am. Um, would you say you've seen a lot of movies?
2: <laughs> I have.
0: Would you say you've seen a lot of classic films or would you stick to a certain genre?
2: I think both. i so I grew up in the village, and i my mom would take me to the Angelica and Film Forum a lot as a kid. And she would bribe me. She'd be like, I know you don't want to see uh. a French film, but I'll give you $10. Whoa. Whoa. And as like a young kid, you're like, I will suffer through anything for $10. 10 whole dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so I suffered through like some of the greatest foreign films ever made. Well, <laughs> suffered through. That's right? amazing. Yeah.
0: And made money while you were and doing
2: it. And made money, it. yeah. Made yeah. a lot of sweet, sweet cash.
0: Um, <laughs> so what... Is the movie that you have always wanted to see that have never got around to and that you've watched for this show?
2: Well, I guess let me preface this too with uh, when you invited me and I was so psyched, I sort of skimmed through the AFI like top 100 films because there's a lot of great films I haven't seen to my shame. Mm -hmm. Um, But there weren't a lot directed by women. And I just really wanted to sort of tap into films that... I felt I had overlooked for various reasons, and so I came down to uh, desperately seeking Susan, Hey-o. the super classic 1985 uh, Madonna star vehicle <laughs> that I was three years old when it came Same. out. Yeah. So you know, I wasn't totally, I wasn't ready to go to the theaters. Um, but yeah, so I, I really wanted to see it. I'd never seen it, and it just seemed like a strange, crazy miss.
1: Yeah. Was this in the AFI Top 100?
2: No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, the scandal, I guess, was sort of that there weren't any films directed by women in that list. Get out of here. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, it was a real bummer. So I sort of went through a deep dive of like the great women-directed films that Mm -hmm. are sort of um, on other lists.
0: That's a miss on AFI and many other people to not release a companion list at least, and then yeah. sort of merge the two and realize that some of the ones from the original list maybe don't need to be there if you include some of these other ones. Yeah,
2: but. and there's arguments to be made for a lot of different things, but um, but yeah, it's just, it's just a bummer. Like if nothing else, even if you're looking at it from a purely academic position, it's like, well, okay, but there are great films that are great for film filmic reasons and then great films that are great because of the cultural impact. So
1: I'm curious in your like research when you're trying to find, you know, good classic films directed by women was going back to 1985 where they like incredibly sparse, like no, they were really
2: no. I mean, yeah, like
1: major studio releases and stuff.
2: Well, studio releases. Yeah. I mean, the 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 shit of it is that like there were a lot of great women directed films that sort of like crested in the 80s and 90s Mm -hmm. and then like because there was sort of this new wave feminist movement and yeah. then uh, it sort of dropped out a little oh, bit. That is, that, yeah, I think
1: that is just so horrible. Well, on
2: TV too, there was like more female-helmed TV shows in like the 80s, 90s. Like there's this whole thing where people talk about how Thelma and Louise was supposed to be this huge like watershed moment for for women buddy films yeah. or women-driven films and that was sort of the last one till Bridesmaids that made like a real financial impact.
1: Oh wow! It yeah. wasn't even directed by a woman.
2: No, <laughs> wait. Was no, it, not? it was? Yeah, it was.
1: Ridley Scott. Didn't they do? Didn't he do film movies? He?
2: Oh yeah, it was written by a woman. Oh okay, yeah. okay, okay. The screenwriter was a woman. Yeah, but it's just like, yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer. But I mean, now um, it's now it's now there's a real interesting movement to sort of rectify it. But these lists exist, yeah, from decades ago that we sort of have to deal with.
1: What's interesting about this movie too, in that regard, is. It's you know how okay so we have like the the Wonder Woman's of today right where it's like this is this is very clearly a push to we're going to have a female director and it's gonna be very female empowering. Um, this movie, while it is also fe- very female empowering, it's I, I, I saw this very much as a just a complete just point of view from a woman uh, from a writer a director from writer director and and starring that wasn't trying to like capture that moment of like, let's tell female driven stories. Like I didn't yeah. feel that way. I just felt this was a very organic natural female viewpoint of a movie, yeah. which is why I, I loved it so much. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Me too. And also I, I did a I, when I finished watching it, I went back and watched smithereens, which was Susan mm-hmm. Seidelman's first film yeah. that she made before this one. And there's a lot of similar recurring themes about like the about the uh, the leads are not unlikable, but complicated, tough. Sure. And it's unreal. It's unreal that she was making these these like uh these female characters that were just like unapologetic.
1: Yeah. I it love was, that. It's awesome. It's yeah. so weird. And in this movie too, right? Like, I mean <laughs> Madonna isn't presented her character isn't presented as like this complete like train wreck like type situation she's just that's just kind of who she is and people and they set her up as she has a lot of friends people love her like yeah. people around town like her a lot yeah and she
2: has a love interest who's just like yeah man like that's just how she is and like adores her
1: and there's not judgment placed on her no. at all like, that's interesting yeah. from, the fi- from the film's perspective like yeah. maybe from some of the shitty men in the movie but like The fact that she kind of
0: goes around and just like meets various people and like stays over, like that's just kind of personal ads, also. Yeah. (laughs) So anonymous, but it's like there's admiration and like awe of her for just living this type of life and envy. Right. That's
1: how it's set up. The movie's set up of like,
0: who is this person that I want to be like? Yeah.
2: Even like Aiden Quinn, who sort of starts out being like, I've heard bad stories about you, is he shows up to help her? Yeah. Like he shows up because like he's like, oh, I've heard bad things, but like, you see, you've from everything I've heard, you're like the most amazing person. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: my buddy who loves you raves about you, so let me yeah. just like, come rescue you.
2: It's uh, kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, um, That's cool. we should, I guess, uh, discuss the film a little bit, uh, yeah. like give a little uh, synopsis. Oh yeah, of the film. Uh, so it stars Rosanna Arquette mm-hmm. and Madonna and Aidan Quinn and a host of other people, which we'll get to. Yeah. but yeah, as we said, directed by Susan Sadelman, uh, written by Leora Barish. And uh, it's about a woman who's a, a housewife in New Jersey who falls in love uh, with the image of this rock star-style lady in New York and just wants to become her and, by happenstance, becomes her by accident. And then what, what other spoilers can we give about the synopsis right <laughs> off the bat? Because, of course, you had your chance. So <laughs> There's definitely
2: telling. an element of, like, 80s bonk-on-the-head wish-fulfillment. Totally. <laughs>
0: Totally. And it gets into slow-mo oh, and, she, yeah. and the purse falls in the water.
2: I
1: saw that. I was like, oh, this is like a high concept situation right now. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Being presented in a very grounded type film.
0: Rosanna Arquette, very easily concussable. Yeah, it very
1: easily wakes up Oh, yeah. from it but she she hit her head so hard that she got amnesia but was up
0: and awake in 30 seconds and didn't go to the hospital yeah, or, or and also just went to sleep that night correct like that's, went to sleep. that's the thing you <laughs> we've all known for yes. decades if not centuries don't go to sleep after concussion no. it's not like a new thing of the 1990s and 2000s right no. she went to sleep
1: yeah. right Right. It was it was like a body switching movie, but instead of like having like a crazy lightning
0: storm that night, she just hit her head. Yeah. Very hard. It was like kind of scary. Can we
2: also give props to like the third lead in this film, which is Madonna's jacket? Oh, Oh, yeah. God bless. The
0: pyramid and the eye, like a dollar bill as they all just owned by Jimi Hendrix and Elvis Presley simultaneously. That's not true. That's what that's what what she told the pawn shop owner, that it was owned by Jimi Hendrix, and then he immediately sold it to Roseanne Arquette, Instead the next since that's owned by Elvis Presley.
1: Oh, so yeah. obviously, it was obviously a lie, of course. Also, yeah. Jimi
0: Hendrix can't fit into that jacket.
2: No. Well.
0: He was a lanky dude.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's true. I mean, also probably early Elvis, Let's not talk about late Elvis. Elvis. Yeah. yeah. Like it's Elvis. yeah. Um, it's loose fitting. So, I guess, what did you think of the movie? Did you like it?
2: I loved it. I really loved it. But part of that too is that I grew up in in Grange Village in sure. the '80s, and being able to see the city portrayed in that super authentic way, in like all of its beautiful gritty glory, was awesome. And you mm. just don't see that that often. No, that's your
0: childhood sure. right there. Yeah. Those like the Bleecker Street Cinema that they go to is like.
2: Ugh. Yeah, I mean that. I guess I'd closed down in the '90s. Yeah, yeah I don't know because I, I googled some stuff. I was like, "Is that still around?" <laughs> Yo, and the three identical strangers. I yeah, know. That's I a great that. camera. First of all,
1: I go, "Why are there three triplets <laughs> randomly in this scene?" And then I was like, "Those look like the three identical strangers." Yeah. And I looked it up, and I was
0: right. I couldn't believe it. Then you're like, they oh. almost look into the camera. They're just yeah, so they're, excited they don't know to, how to be, there. be on a, no. in a movie, <laughs> they're just <laughs> learning how to be triplets. Just... They don't know how to be actors yet.
1: <laughs> this is this is um, at the request of Madonna. Was oh. to, for, for to have them because I suppose their my understanding is their story kind of like hit the papers around that time, so yeah. they had their and now of course the documentary is out. But um yeah, she I, I don't know why, but she requested that they be in the movie. That's I have I'm no idea say. what the backstory is on that. But
0: I also heard that Susan Sidelman saw them just walking down the street and was like, "I need to have them in the movie because <laughs> it reflects the like." double personality the twins aspect of the Susans so it's oh just like God. but what's the third?
2: <laughs> the jacket The jacket <laughs> um,
1: uh, Yeah we, Should we talk while we're on the topic of the cameos that are in this movie? Yeah The most exciting one for me was Gus Fring being Giancarlo es- Esposito Giancarlo Esposito Brr. Breaking Bad
2: Brr.
0: Okay um, From like every <laughs> single New York television show okay. of the night like every Law and Order <sighs> Yeah, I he was that. the guy selling the hat and the glasses.
1: Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was amazing. And then, um, oh, I have a question: Is Stephen Wright supposed to be sexy in 1985? Because they present his character right up top. It was like, who is that? Like, that's what Laurie Metcalf, right? She goes oh, for him. Laurie Metcalf. Yeah. yeah. Which was also a, Laurie Metcalf. Laurie Metcalf. Yeah. yeah. Got like more lo- greatest actors of all time. Laurie Metcalf. <laughs> yeah. Playing these types of roles in the 80s. Remember, she was in Uncle Buck, and yes. like she oh, yeah. plays these like kind of bad shit like characters
0: she looks the same she's like just as spunky as she is now and like this is pre-Roseanne this is pre-everything and she's incredible Mm -hmm. how she is not like the biggest star in the world I have no idea Cause like she's the most Like electric person In this movie
1: Yeah she, I mean she's a bright And shining star When yeah. she was nominated Against um, Alice and Janney It was the biggest split In my mind of like Who should win this Oscar Because oh, like yeah. I just adore both of them So much They're yeah. like my two favorites
2: I got a root for Alice and Janney She went to my high school Oh, oh wow. really Yeah Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not I mean, in this film. Not, I'm a, not I'm in this a film. Wing,
1: I'm a wing nut, so
0: this is a West Wing fan. Oh, no. uh, I bet you meant wings with Crystal Bernard. <laughs> yeah, big wings Nut. <laughs> That's about so that. So was I. That
1: subpopulation of people. <laughs> I was Tony Shalhoub. There's wing nuts and wings nuts, and we do not like each other.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Oh wait, John Turturro. John, John Turturro, Turturro, killing it! Amazing.
1: What was his like stance status at this point? Like, was he still like? Like, kind of early supporting person. Yeah, I
0: think it was even smaller than that. Because this is before Do the Right Thing. This is before all of those, like... All Brothers of these actors really got big. It's like, watching this movie, it seeing all these classic New York film faces in one movie just feels like the casting director nailed it and just, mm-hmm. like, had an eye for what New York represented, the, like, New Orleans culture. Like, all these, like, yeah. different populations that are just throughout this film... It's amazing. It was almost like New York was its own character in the movie. <laughs> Sorry. We'll cut it. <laughs> we'll cut it. Um, I also have... There's three fantastic uh, extras in this movie that are pretty famous people. Carol Leifer, who like wrote and produced some of Seinfeld. She was like an extra in the movie. Oh. <gasps> Michael Battalucco, who is... Uh, He was on The Practice He was also Son of Sam In Son of Sam Like a Legendary television actor He was Ah. just like a party guest In the Magic Club Ah. And then John Lurie The saxophonist Remember when they were like Yeah, Across the Way That like sweet serenade Sure He's the guy that So I looked him up Who that was And he's the guy that uh, Composed the theme song For Conan O'Brien But also If you ever saw The Jim Jarmusch movie Down by Law Mm-hmm. He was like a big time actor in the '80s, but he was just like playing a, a saxophonist.
1: Oh my
2: god! Wow, that's Behind so cool. a curtain,
0: just like a random cameo.
1: This movie really was like a who's who of like <laughs> yeah. New York culture, wasn't it? Yeah. It, I mean, it, it it the like that '80s New York, but it wasn't like I just loved that it was like very it, that wasn't. The forefront of the movie, like there, it wasn't like a Taxi Driver, where they were like showing New York being this way. Totally. It just happened to you, just happened to see so much of it because they're yeah. all going around all over the My town. Gosh.
2: Battery Park, I was just like, oh, oh yeah, benches of Battery Park. Although that van pulls up like on the Esplanade, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of
1: conveniences with that, but the, yeah, the yeah. like I see these areas that were shot. I'm like, I know exactly where that is, and that yeah. looks way better now, yeah. than it yeah. did then. Yeah. It looks
2: way better, but it's also like like cleaner. Sad. Yeah, it's yeah. A there's no
0: sad. charm to it anymore.
1: That's right. true.
2: That's yeah. true. It's all like condos and Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> NYU empty student. Totally. Yeah. Just big uh, orange crates of thrown out microwaves. Guns. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but I, I was gonna say, like, with this, when she gets her like hair head hit, there there are so many things in this movie where like the plot was certainly convoluted is not the is not the word but there are a lot of Absurd things that have to move the the plot forward. We're like, oh, I gotta get the friend involved. I gotta call him, and he's gonna see it at the exact right moment. And like, but there's a lot of for the absurdity of like kind Needing of the, the setup key. of
0: this movie. Needing the key for the yeah, the exactly. Locker, even though she broke into it in the first place, but mm-hmm. none
1: of it ever threw me. I was never like, well, that of that's why they're doing that for that. Like, it all happened so organically. That's what I one of the things I loved about the movie with with how con- high concept it was, yeah. which is essentially like yeah it's like an amnesia it's like a body swap movie totally. in a way yeah um the the way that like i believed this care like everything was very like organically convenient which is i don't know if that's mm-hmm. the right word yeah for it.
2: It, it just feels like somebody looking at a world of people that they know and that a people of a world of people that they really enjoy the company of that are complicated people mm-hmm. without judgment i mean i one of the funny things, I was just like, What a what a funny like realization for myself to see that scene between Jimmy and Des where they're arguing where Des is basically just like slept with Jimmy's girlfriend. Yeah. And they're sort of like and Jimmy's kinda of, like mad about it, but also he's like, Oh man.
0: Yeah. Like I know, like, But you get oh, it, right? Well, you said she's irresistible. And it's yeah, like, I did, I say, did, that. You, I did yeah. say that. I did say
2: that. Because there's no judgments On anybody there's yeah. no, They don't put judgments On each other She doesn't put judgments Like no one is judging anyone It's just like We all exist here And we're all hustling And doing our thing Yeah
1: you're right And I, <laughs> when that happened In that scene uh, Part of Because like I'm like, oh, this is the scene when they get mad at each other. Yeah, but it didn't happen. I was they like, they That's fight nice. over the girl. I, I just want this to move. Like, plop. I don't need yeah. them to have a thing right now. I like <laughs> that
2: the emotional stakes of every relationship in this was sort of forgiving. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. the fact that, like, uh, even like Susan at the end, when she crawls through the window and oh, and <laughs> referred to box that guy on the head. With yeah, it, and with they his just bottle. giggle. They're just like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> cool. So you're the stranger. You're Susan. Cool. All right. Yeah, we're friends now. You're right.
1: There wasn't. <laughs> I mean. This movie was written and directed by a woman Where there's just not that Like I don't know There's just not like a full-fledged Like we have to fight now (laughs)
0: Major conflict is not needed or whatever Yeah Exactly But I love how like in that scene When the two guys realize that you know They both slept with the same woman (laughs) And like the tea kettle goes off Yeah Because she had just started making tea But then she like left through the window Do you remember this? Mm Mm-hmm the like natural ending to that scene, even though it was cut, was like them just having a cup of tea together. Right. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's like where yeah. it was going to go. And that's... like when, when Jimmy falls through the window at the end of the movie, like the natural ending to that scene is them having some of the whiskey or champagne that's out of the, like it's very, just like, we're cool. Yeah. We're great.
2: Oh, sorry. I just remembered something else that I loved, which was, I love that villains in the 80s and 90s were like toe-headed like Norwegians. Super yes. blonde guys? Yeah. Yeah. It was the Will villain Patton.
1: from freaking from Blade Runner. It was yeah. like the same yeah. type of character.
2: Yeah. Like this super blonde, like just randomly plucked in, like just dude.
0: That's <laughs> like, Will Patton man? from Armageddon. If no. you ever saw that. Uh, Wait, like, who from Armageddon he's just like one of the guys on the crew who's like um, the dad who sent home the oh patch my gosh, and like the little right. plane or the bus for his kid he was he like was a like, sweet it was like a sweet super guy. sweetheart oh. oh who's like the deadbeat dad yeah oh. from who Armageddon. just like wanted to prove to his family that he could do something dad and like funny. it's just
2: being Aryan are- Platinum for this 100%. <laughs> for this I film. feel like they
0: would do that to anyone. That was like an after the fact. Aren't there
2: like thing. a bunch of like platinum blonde villains in the 80s? Yeah,
0: like Die. Uh, uh, what's it called? I mean, uh, Lethal like... Weapon had one, Lethal Weapon 2 or
2: something. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, such a funny, like it's a trope. Niche. I love it. <laughs> yeah. they should
0: bring those
1: guys back. <laughs> do you think it like Drago, they... Ivan Draco?
0: Sure, yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think they look like German? Is it know. like, it's like a, a European, well, it's, it's the, like a,
1: it's kind of because of the, yeah, maybe I think, cause it's well, like, it's a, also,
2: there's one in, I guess there's one in like the girl in the dragon tattoo mm-hmm. and then, uh, wasn't Javier Bardem, wasn't he in the, I don't know.
0: Was, he must've been blonde at some point.
2: He was blonde in like a, was it a James, recently? James Bond the yeah, James Bond movie, was yeah. he Oh blonde? my God.
0: Right. <laughs> wow.
2: But that like well, I, shock of like. I certainly don't yeah.
1: believe Javier Bardem being <laughs> blonde. <laughs> you don't mind it? I don't, don't believe. believe oh yeah. I mean, he very what are we did do- the eyebrows too do do we doing he went here? full on
2: It's just such a funny Like uh, Totem I guess Like Yeah So you can pick the guy out In a crowd I think
1: because like- It was also called War time So oh, yeah, like yeah. They were just like Well those are the mean people exactly. Just like in, yeah. You know Like we had a lot of Slew of like Middle Eastern terrorists Yeah, yeah. Like when that was you the know, Homeland era Yeah Right, right.
0: So What's funny. the next uh, era of uh, obvious? Canadians they are going to be. Canadians. <laughs> just having a beer, <laughs> wearing a scarf, and a toque. Just really, yeah. I'm just boring. like waving to you. Cats just, in trouble. Anyone who's waving to you in the crowd, <laughs> they're true. the bad guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the Canadian terror. Yeah. Yeah. It's an oxymoron. Anyone
2: who offers to hold a door for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it was just, I just loved, and like Madonna. Oh, Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. And I guess, like, I just from reading some of the backstory of this, she was not super famous when this got rolling. That blows my mind. She
1: was in the rise to fame, like a virgin, um, hadn't come out yet. Mm -mm. And uh, but she had like recorded it, right? So, what happened, right? We
0: were, we, we and also Into the Groove, they recorded for the movie, but then wasn't on the soundtrack, which. Well, it's, it's in the movie. It's in the movie, but, but on not on the soundtrack. soundtrack. But like she had all these hits that were about to blow up. I
1: was going to wow. say, yeah, watching Madonna dance to Madonna was oh, awesome. Yeah.
2: That was amazing. Yeah, that it was, was so like good. so
1: wonderful. But like they, the movie was shot rated R, which you can kind of tell. Like that movie should have, not maybe not should have, but like huh. it was, there was like a lot of like boob that you could tell was like cut out and a lot of like grittiness and probably a little violence that was cut out cuz it was cut, shot full on R rated.
2: Well, this is also pre PG-13, I think, right?
1: I think what is happened. Is it really? I think so. I think, I think what think happened, like well PG-R. what I what I read was they like when they shot it R, then her movie's blew or her movie's her songs blew up mm. before the movie was released. So they actually went back and cut it down to a PG-13 like oh. level so that her teenage fan base could go see the movie.
2: Ah, interesting. Yeah. And then Love she her. would
0: then do everything possible to like harm that image by just being like the raciest singer. Pop- like all the other movies she would do, were like mm-hmm. there was like a very sexy film she did. Soon like Lee of their
2: own. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was one.
0: Where Avita, she, like, you're thinking of <laughs> yes, Avita? Yes, Evita, super sexy. Yeah, I loved that uh, floor length dress. <laughs> that was a risque step i can't remember the name of the movie that i'm actually thinking of where it's like very erotic
2: oh yeah uh come on give me your third um, no um, it's what like was the one where she F. gets chased around there's a cat and diamonds i'll find it there's like a big cat and there's a diamond necklace Not a lot of jewelry away. heists in her movies yeah
0: um dick tracy was she in that
2: <laughs> no she was she oh was. yeah heck yeah yeah she
1: was oh
2: yeah
0: i need to watch that one again
1: um yeah, but, with, like, because the director pushed to have her. They wanted, what was it, Melanie? What was it, Goldie, Goldie Hawn? Yeah. Was it Melanie Griffith? Diane Keaton. Or Diane so Keaton. People. Yeah, that's right. Suzanne Vega, all these people. But the director oh. pushed, like, she wanted an, an unknown, which is bizarre
0: that Mazana was ever an unknown. I feel like she must yeah. have been famous when she was born. But, like... And then speaking of, I, I guess, relative unknowns at the time, but the Arquette family was would then have a huge career mm-hmm. for their entire family, but she was amazing in this movie. Yeah. Unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. So natural and charming. Love the scene when she like rushed home and put on uh, Julia Child to start you know. cooking and then just yeah. like, this is her life and she didn't even realize that she was wearing the jacket but like didn't act like, oh no, I'm wearing a jacket or whatever. It's like, it's like yeah, just a jacket. It's like, just so
1: Trying to cool. inject a little bit of like spice and flavor into her like boring, boring life. Yeah. yeah. And just hoping that her husband will will be cool with it and yeah. just be like and so it, it was almost like dipping her feet in the water a little bit and he's just and like the, that's stupid what do we pour and like yeah she's, you know it's just so de- <laughs> so depressing
2: that was also oh gosh i loved all the reminders in this movie that that culture has just changed in like funny tiny ways mm-hmm. like i am a huge thrift store person sure. so totally. i get so much of my wardrobe from yeah. thrift stores and it's funny that that was taboo that was like actually taboo for people who were middle class to like go and buy used clothes anything
0: used yeah yeah
2: it was just like a weird cultural shift that people were like oh okay no now it's cool yeah. Well, the fact that Madonna like barters.
0: Yeah. Or was about to walk out with it. Yeah.
2: And just it's like, about to walk out with it. That's like shoes. what I think uh. of
0: New York, people just like stealing things all the time. When the guy like asked her if she wanted a newspaper and she takes all of them out and just throws them on the <laughs> ground.
1: What was what was that? What was that moment the Did guy I, was like
0: hitting on her was like, Hey, you want a newspaper? Oh. And it's like, I, I I've already got the door open. You yeah. want to slide into this? She was like,
2: I don't need your newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> and then she took one in the
1: his reaction was like, Well, hmm, what's going on with yeah. this lady? <laughs> I was
0: trying to be nice. I'm just Canadian.
1: I literally, the literally was offering her a newspaper, yeah. nothing more. There were a lot of sleaze ball guys in this movie, mm-hmm. um, but there weren't like okay. So for example, her husband, um, the what what's his name, the mm. Bloom, um, Roberta's husband, yeah, like Bloom, yeah, Gary Glass. He's obviously very much a shitty guy. He's cheating on her, but they don't. What I liked a respectable about it, affair he was having. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They don't like. He's not. All the time doing shitty, tropey bad guy things. He's actually trying to look for her. Yeah, but I'm not saying like I'm saying what I liked about it was it. The movie posits that he's a still posits that he's a terrible person, and it's okay. Like when she obviously sleeps with this other guy and all this stuff, right? Like, I liked the fact that it didn't beat you over the head with it. It just, like, assumed you would understand that this guy's a piece of shit. Sure.
0: I mean, when he found out that she was missing, his first reaction was to go make a sandwich and just eat (laughs) cheese really sloppily. Yeah, exactly. And then, like... The next, he did it again. He was just like eating food in his Well, then smoking
1: weed with like Madonna and just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, he's not like out, out, to like desperately like looking for Susan. Yeah. <laughs> or not Susan, desperately seeking Susan. Yeah. Roberta. Roberta. Um, Roberta. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then like the, the security guard guy who just like, gave her the up and down grossest look ever. Like, can you check? There's a guy chasing me, like looking for help from a person. And the guy is like himself super creepy. And there
2: were a bunch of nudes on the wall. Yeah. 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 I mean like, yeah, just like character details. Well, and also like, my gosh, like the Lower East Side, wherever she was, a soup was super scary back then i mean yeah. it looked
0: very abandoned
2: <laughs> yeah i mean i was a kid we didn't you were i wasn't allowed to go east of like bowery by myself how big was new
0: york then i feel like it's already small and like if you're only allowed to go to like a five block di- <laughs> district it's like an even smaller city
2: yeah my my district was like from our house to like the metropolitan museum bunch. yeah you could take <laughs> like, one subway the stop places you can go Damn. You can go to the park, but only till six.
1: The, the, yeah, the, the bad guy of the movie was like... "What's he, First of all, he was like... His character I love... I, I actually kind of love that they didn't develop his character. He was just I like am. there with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> just like at there. any given moment. Because he
0: stole a pair of earrings yeah. from right. the museum. Yeah.
1: But like... His, it was terrifying when he like keeps taking the gun out and putting it in people's heads
0: yeah I that know. was like
1: so uh, insane to me I was like uh, it it, 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 was, it was almost like a like a movie trope of like the bad guy taking the gun out and putting it in your head but like watching it unfold with like a woman in the street was just like yeah Ugh. I don't know yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: or watching it I mean the scariest shot the scariest shot in the whole film for me was watching Rosanna Arquette flee from the security guard leaves and she gets spooked and she leaves that office, her running down the street that single a shot cab run yeah. like go across the street and her screaming after the cab. Yeah. And the cab she misses it. Yeah. And she know like you just know that feeling of like there's no other cars.
0: That was your one chance to Holy get away. oh
2: crap. I just like I mean, knowing that feeling of just being like in the middle of a scary place. Yeah. And you see oh, your one sort of salvation yeah. go by. It was a super Like I had a gut reaction to that shot of just being like, "Oh man," (laughs) your saving
1: grace just like leaving. Yeah, yeah. they didn't need the cab, but they that was a really a nice addition to like that scene. You're right.
2: Just like come back, (laughs) and then her saving grace is (laughs) cops that think
1: she's a prostitute. That was bananas (laughs) to me. Did everybody else feel that? Yeah, like just a girl. She literally just got attacked and had a gun held to her head. The guy runs off. They see her. On the ground, pretty much passed out from hitting her head, and they're like, "Let's get her out of here, block her up." Like (laughs) they didn't see anything. They didn't see her turning tricks or like
0: anything. She's just wearing a used, like a vintage dress.
1: She's (laughs) wearing like like a little bit of like crazy clothing, and like the they're like prostitute. Lock her up. Not let's get her to the hospital or like put a blanket over her and give her a cup of tea and take a
0: statement. (laughs) Is it because that area of New York was just like that's what you you would go to that area for that? (laughs) If you saw a woman
1: outside. She was a prostitute at night
2: (laughs) Just be like Well keep walking Yeah
0: God Speaking of uh, the shot That you mentioned That super terrifying shot uh, We should also mention That the DP of this movie Ed Lackman Who was the DP on Carol Mm -hmm. Who was nominated For an Oscar for that What? Famed Ed Lackman Who's like Had an amazing resurgence In the last like 5-10 years Yeah that's crazy Was nominated again Last year for Wonderstruck I think But Ed Lackman like Got all this love For Carol How beautiful that movie was that is bananas
2: and it's bananas just like seeing people evolve over decades
0: yeah mm-hmm. you
2: know that this was made in like 80 and when Susan uh, Seidelman I guess she went to NYU film school and she said uh, they were interviewed I guess more about smithereens but she worked with a lot of people that she just like knew from New York oh, wow. very much like a New York indie filmmaker I just wonder how many of those people sort of come back into your creative lives after that
0: yeah mm-hmm. favorite moments other favorite moments that you loved
2: there was something that really I found really touching about the fact that Aiden Quinn got that motorcycle from like the Chinese food delivery guy
1: yeah Yeah. I like that I
2: like the community element of like you just like borrow a scooter from your neighbor in Chinatown.
1: Yeah. I actually went back and rewatched when he returned the scooter. Yeah, I thought the delivery guy was an incredible actor. Yeah. He was crazy. Awesome. Never he, again,
2: man. Never come again. On, come on,
1: man. Never again. No, I understand. And then he goes, No, I completely understand when you're coming. Never. I ne- Don't ever ask me for anything ever. Again. But then he was like, Have a good night. Like, stay safe yeah. or whatever. And yeah. it was just yeah. like, yeah.
0: You guys are pals. Yeah.
1: It, was like,
2: <laughs> it was like another nod to like this community element you're of right. like misfits and lower East Siders and artists and all yeah. the people. And the fact that Aiden Quinn was like a filmmaker with like a a million can can't a million reels a apartment. lot of reels <laughs> I and mean,
0: maybe because he's just like a projectionist but like you shouldn't be keeping those
1: you at your house those
2: at home <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah.
1: love i love watching um for me i don't know it was maybe just that intro scene with madonna where she's like with the guy who's like asleep and she's taking selfies oh, of herself with yeah. a colored camera and just like being her and just like kind of like bustling around the room i love first of all like for, i think madonna is unbelievable in this movie, it, given how like lacking of experience she had as an yeah. actress. I don't even know if this was his, her first, certainly her first like big movie. Sure, but um, I love that they that the director wanted to cast Madonna because she was just Madonna. Like it was all her sense of style. Like that's what like drove the whole like plot of the movie. Yeah, almost. That's
0: not a costume. For no, her. that's I mean, like, like hey, Madonna, like bring that. your
1: stuff and yeah. like that's what we'll, and we'll tell our our, our um, costume designer like yeah. basically yeah. to like build it out. But just I don't know, just her. She has such a natural sense about her, which is insane. I mean, that that's that's such a natural ability to be able to like come onto a movie for the first time and just be yourself, which totally. she absolutely was. So like, yeah, watching her just kind of like be, just grab the earrings and <laughs> chewing the gum and looking bored, and then just like kind of leaving. I yeah. loved that.
2: Well, in the Polaroid thing too. I mean, again, like having read an article or two about this and com- and comparing it to Smithereens. There's a character in that too Who takes Polaroids of herself And makes photocopies And puts them all over town And her doing that in this It's like It's the pre-selfie selfie selfie. It's Mm -hmm. like It's ginning up your mystique Because you are a charismatic Enough person To want people Just to like Know who you are Yeah Mm -hmm. And also just to assume That people will know who you are Right And that people will help you Like when she shows up I can't I couldn't place if there was an explanation about her friend that worked at the Magic Club, like who that was exactly.
0: Oh, right, right.
2: But when she shows up there and she's just yeah. like, yo, can I stay at your place? And her friend's like, "Ah,
0: Not again. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, all right. Like, you're just a person who hustles and gets by. She's
0: a network. Yeah. Of people that do care about her. Yeah. Did and Madonna work at the Magic Club at one point? Uh, Is that, like, what we're supposed to believe? That I that's think so. Or she was just, like, a regular? Because she took yeah. cigarettes off the... Slapper girl's um, cigarette tray. Which is amazing. Which the, did you catch what the cigarette girl was saying when she was walking around?
1: She goes long, short, filtered, leaded, unleaded. Like, that was wow. just like a little moment where <laughs> I, I was like... I didn't notice that. It was it was like such a wonderful first three, little character moment of the cigarette girl just being bored with her job. <laughs> just having a little good time. Like leaded, unleaded,
0: Let whatever. me guess, you're the ginger ale yeah. when she drops the tray of drinks to, right. like, at the end. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's amazing. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, I yeah. love that place the magic club just seemed like a place i would love it's like it predates the box but the box is like
1: oh
2: yeah
0: kinky and the magic club is just terrible magic
1: where do we get it made me like that was an amazing setup right because like do people go because they don't have money to go to a regular magic show or do they go knowing they're getting a shitty magic show and that's part of the charm Mm. Like, are people really looking for a good show when they go to a place like that? No,
2: I think they're going to like have a drink, have a
1: drink, and maybe yeah. like laugh at like the and people who aren't very good. Yeah. And yeah. just exactly the same reason we would have enjoyed going to that kind of thing. Yeah. See
2: live animals in like a you know a sort of niceish <laughs> right. Uh, place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See some doves fly around.
0: That, but she ended up getting very good at yeah. the magic That's act. Exactly. <laughs> Which made and me you have sad. To I wish wonder, too,
2: that, what's going to happen to Roberta? Like, is she going to continue her professional career as being a magician's assistant I, now that she's left her
0: Great husband. question. Yeah. yeah. Where does this movie go? That's a good question. After this, she yeah. doesn't really have much, like, if anything. You yeah, know? they don't have a fridge because she's probably going to be living at Bez's. But right? yeah. I'm sure Gary Glass will. Let her take the fridge from the house because he's <laughs> in appliances. He's probably got
1: a guy. Oh, yeah. True. He's True. Got a guy. Yeah. Um, oh, Gary. I wanted to ask, um, what like this movie came out in 1985. I wanted to ask you, Julie, like, what movies do you think that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for this movie? Like, what movies maybe in, like were inspired by this?
2: Oh man. I mean, well, I mean, it's funny because uh, she. This director also went on and directed She Devil. Okay. Which, oh my God, that is a funny movie. That is a crazy funny movie with two female leads. Is it? Who's the? It's Roseanne. Oh wow. Yeah, and Meryl Streep. That's
1: right. Right. I know the cover of this movie, and every time I see it, I'm like,
2: "What is this movie?" If you haven't seen this movie, you must. You you guys should come over this week. It like holds up as like a good like a good. I mean, I haven't seen it in a few years. Is it
1: a romp? Like, what is it?
2: No, I mean, it's about... Well, it's, like, by and large, it's a... Roseanne um, plays this, like, housewife, Uh this this sort of trod-upon housewife whose husband leaves her for not being enough. And he has an affair with Meryl Streep, who is a romantic novel writer. And uh, he moves in with her, he leaves Roseanne, and Roseanne starts this, like, goes on this track of revenge. Like, uh, taking revenge on him by... Establishing her own career, destroying his career, destroying his new relationship.
1: Oh, it's that sounds interesting. That sounds very so fun.
2: funny and dark. And I mean, like, it has all of these, like, super I mean, I don't want to say feminist because it's pretty evil, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, these empowering, empowering, yeah. like, interesting. I mean, like, the job that she starts is she starts a company, a women's employment agency. Mm-hmm. There's just interesting things about it. And so she makes that three years later. Also, not for nothing, this she direct, Susan Seidelman directed the pilot of Sex and the City and then like multiple episodes. Oh, I did not know that. So like whether or not she created things that came afterwards, she definitely like lent her voice to landmark like f- female empowerment kind of yeah. projects, especially oh, cool. in comedy.
0: That first episode of Sex and the City is one of my favorite it's, things. It's oh, oh, very, very, very yeah, good.
2: It's unbelievable. Yeah. It feels yeah. like a
0: New York edgy indie film from the 80s yeah. or the 90s. It has so, such a point of view too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah but and then like beyond that probably i'm sure like Romy and michelle one of my favorite films she directed that no she didn't direct oh, that but like it's yeah. like female like buddy like Great. female. Yeah. um these like funny female character films that came afterwards she also she, this movie was like the first uh oh no i'm sorry not this movie smithereens was the first american independent film to be in competition at con oh, really wow. yeah like what
1: that's huge <laughs> that's
2: crazy So she ushered in this sort of era of um, charisma-driven lead characters in films, like personality, authenticity-driven films.
1: That's totally what it is. That happened
2: to be female-driven.
1: That happened to be female-driven. Yeah, that's what I I I think is really important about the movie. Is that like, it's like when you watch like, I don't know, this is this is going to be maybe a leap of an example, but um, when when I watch like Broad City, and I'm like, this movie or this movie, this show would never in a million bajillion years be anywhere like this or close to like this if there was a guy that created it or wrote this. This is oh such gosh. an acutely yeah. female person that I would never I would never have thought about the scene of like them watching the guys play basketball and like looking at their like dicks through their <laughs> shorts and just like gasp like longing at it. I like that like they not a are, leap.
0: Not a leap at all. Not a leap.
1: <laughs> but I'm just saying like these are I mean it there's stories that should absolutely be being told without having to do like the flip of like, let's do the female Ghostbusters now. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just straight up organic <laughs> perspectives that like w- are, st- are uh, uh, as interesting as anything else. I don't know. It's yeah. blows my mind that well, is that yeah. more of that, like hadn't, you know, it's all constantly a struggle for these types of movies to like yeah. be made and come out.
0: Any character from the movie that big or small that if there was a chance to do a, a spin off film or show,
2: Hmm. I'll give an
0: example Uh, and the actor's name in the credits is Rockets Red Glare is the guy's (laughs) name are you kidding me it is the cab driver who talks Uh, about like uh, everywhere there used to be Chinese, Italian now it's sushi restaurants everywhere I don't like it but I took it home and I cooked it up a little bit it tastes like fish yeah is fantastic writing or improvisation I think is brilliant and that guy I would just want to be in a cab for an hour watching that guy that's if true. that was like Taxi Cab Confessions he also didn't guy. let it
1: go he no. also got his money like he
0: got he it. got her arrested
1: Yeah, he like, he's the
0: reason why the movie is what it is yeah because yeah, right. Madonna was showing up to get her key you think when she leaves you're like oh that's that scene done but like
1: he found a police officer oh yeah like,
0: I gotta make my money I gotta it's like yeah
1: <laughs> that was also back when like New York City cab drivers were all from New York City totally yeah Yeah. all wearing
0: the like newspaper cap right (laughs) he had a great watermelon shirt like what is his fashion choice while he's driving the cab it's It's great I love that guy
2: that's a lovely whimsical answer I think my answer to that question is I can't imagine because all the lead characters I feel like I got what I needed to get from them totally and all the side characters are so of the time. Yeah. Like, are so of the minute. You couldn't go back and revisit any of those people's stories in the same context now. Like, the guy uh, the guy selling the hat and the sunglasses. Yeah. And, oh, like, the guy selling on the street in, yeah. you know, Thompson Square. Yeah. Like, yeah. in Alphabet City or whatever. Like, that's... Oh, man. That's just such a different world than it is now. Yeah.
1: I was interested in the uh, mother of the guys who ran... The magic place. There was one. Know, the scene, bartender. The bartender's mo- Yeah, th- she was oh, the yeah. mother. Yeah. Basically, like I'm so and so. I'm so and so, and this is my mother. Yeah, and she's behind the bar. I'm like, what, what is this matriarchy? What? what did she start this place? Like, I lo- I thought that was such a funny thing to just have the mother be there because like she doesn't show up anytime else, and and like I wonder. What is the what is the story with
0: the creation of this place? The ma- yeah, it's like a family joint. Yeah, that is not disrespectful. Like they, it seemed like they wanted to have a good, good magic, magic act. Show. Like it was, it, it it felt like it was going to be a strip club. It felt like exactly. I don't know if you have yeah. ever seen this movie, Killing of a Chinese Bookie, John Cassavetes, but it's just wow. like it looks like the exact same venue. Oh, and it's just a strip club. So when they have like Roseanne Arquette, like we need a girl, we need a we get a good girl for this. You think they're talking about? No. Right. Like she's going to be topless no, or whatever. They, they
1: need somebody who's going to be a good assistant for magic.
0: Good with dubs. <laughs>
2: good oh. with doves. Also, incidentally, Rosanna Arquette, Roberta gets paid $40 For being an assistant In a 15 minute magic act
0: A bad assistant too
2: bad assistant I was like I would take that job now That's (laughs) a lot
1: of money That's a lot In 1985 (laughs) (laughs) That's like a thousand (laughs) dollars Yeah That's rent That's rent I don't know a lot about math But I think it's like a thousand (laughs)
0: dollars
2: I would take that job right now At that wage At that salary
0: (laughs) Yeah (laughs) <laughs> spend it all on Brandy Alexanders When John Turturro hires her He's
1: just a gem Everything he's um, in I love He's just like Yeah of course you're hired I'm John Turturro yeah, I'm Like yeah, everything he's nice you say this. I just Like want.
0: what a sincere genuine guy <laughs> Yeah yeah exactly Wants to help this this lady He'd out He'd be a great spinoff For sure yeah. Anything with Anything with him is a um, great spin. <laughs> I also love the uh, prostitute in the back of oh, that police gonna, car. Yeah. was like, what do you do with the birds? <laughs> <laughs> that lady, do you That's remember right. her? Oh yeah. <laughs> she should have her own one woman show. Yeah,
2: child. I liked her too. <laughs> and and of course, a mo- we should have a movie about those three identical strangers. Totally. Yeah. yeah and then we should, have, we should have a movie about that yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. I think we're onto something.
1: <laughs> should we? Should we give it up to our resident, um, like, sh- we, our resident expert here?
0: Oh, yeah. So, uh, Mm -hmm. we're going to have our our favorite segment of the show. Yeah. Uh, We have a world-famous film critic, Mm -hmm. uh, film expert. She's uh, Leah Rudick. She's a a, a brilliant filmmaker, Mm -hmm. film uh, pioneer of the industry, Um, currently the president of the Hollywood Foreign (laughs) Press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is she right now? She's... She's in... I think she's in Sudan and she's
1: doing a documentary on the life of Sudan. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the film scene in Sudan. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been... Pre-nominated, I think, Ooh. for a best
0: documentary wow. movie in the Academy Awards. She's seen every single film, every single classic film, and yeah. she's just gonna, I guess, fact-check us on yeah. some of the stuff that we've we. We don't about. know much about like what we're talking about. That's yeah. why we have to. We love movies. We've seen a lot of the sure. classic films, but not like her. But not like her, and so it's always nice to be humbled by a true <laughs> expert. So take it away, Leah. Hello,
3: everyone. I am so excited to be here as your in-house film critic. And I am really excited to be talking about Desperately Seeking Susan, which is not only a seminal film, but is actually one of my favorite films of all time. It was a really important film when it came out in 1982, I believe, because there really had not been another workplace comedy similar to it. For those of you who don't know, Desperately Seeking Susan is about a woman named Susan, ironically played by Susan Sarandon. And the the plot of the film, sorry for the spoilers, is that Susan gets lost in this enormous shopping mall on her first day of work where she's supposed to show up To this accounting firm and so the movie kind of goes back and forth between her being lost in this massive Mall of America type structure and the off this accounting firm where her boss um, played by The incredible Reese Witherspoon is just like, where is Susan? Where is Susan? Um, And antics ensue. But, you know, there's just so many funny scenes in the film. I think my favorite scene is when Susan is just so hysterical. She ends up running into a Claire's and just screaming, where's the exit? Where's the exit? You know, and uh, the Claire's associate, brilliantly played by uh, Selma Hayek, calms her down and then convinces her to get her ears pierced which she's had a fear of of um, getting her ears pierced since she was a kid so you know and then there's kind of like a bloodbath when she like she can't puncture it and oh god it's it's gross and funny humor aside, The cinematography is really, truly artful. There's a lot of beautiful crane shots and some really interesting lighting techniques, a lot of sort of dark, moody tones that um, really contrast well with the kind of fluorescent lights of the office. Really just a a wonderful work of art all around. This has been Leah Rudick, your in-house film critic. Have a great day.
0: Wow, so I think uh, we got most of it right. I think yeah. uh,
1: I, I, it was just a lot of insightful stuff and things that I I honestly didn't even notice. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. way
0: over my head. I didn't pick up on some of that stuff. So yeah, yeah. God, we're lucky. Yeah, we're super lucky <laughs> to uh, know her, love her, and be a, a part of her world. Yeah. Uh, so this has been a great time. Thank you, Julie, for oh, thank you being with us. Um, so you have a couple films that are coming out. Uh, yeah. or a short that's almost gonna be done called three days,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: which spooked the hell out of me
2: oh thanks thanks for watching <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. real
0: creeped, so okay. uh I can't wait for that to be done uh yeah. is what's the plan for that?
2: Just submitting this is so I moved came out in uh twenty fifteen and uh I made a short this summer um. That I'm submitting in the process of making the festivals, and so we'll see what happens. Cool. But I'm pretty proud of it. It's yeah. about three women friends who go camping, and there's a, there's some threats outside, and um, <laughs> well, it doesn't turn out well.
0: It had some. Really... <laughs> is there some conflict that
2: arises? There, there's some conflict that arises. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. About uh, it's about women in the world and uh, how we're never safe.
0: Yeah, uh. but I, I feel like the tension that you built in that film is so. Natural and real and not forced for like that where that genre can go and it I mean it's a short film so I mean it also felt like it could be much longer which I wonder if that's where your design is but um it felt very real and it's a true testament to uh, your style um
2: thanks yeah yeah just gonna keep moving keep making things and um yeah try to stay as authentic as uh, Susan Seidelman does
0: uh, do we like the film? Are we are we pleased that we crossed it off our list? Yes. Absolutely. Same here. Yeah. Big fan of it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone go check out Desperately Seeking Susan. Uh, not in theaters. It's <laughs> nope. been out for a long time. 33 sure. years to be exact. Mm-hmm. And so go see it. You had your chance. Sorry we gave you the spoilers, but it's your fault. You, you're a terrible person. <laughs> uh, I am David Bly. I am uh, Nick Schiaparella. Thanks for being here. And thank you, Julie Sharbot.
2: Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: What do you do with the birds? (laughs) (laughs) That lady? Do you remember her?